Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. On my own today, the Dudley boys enjoying uh, well-earned days off. Don't worry, they will be returning in the coming days. But I'm here to tell you everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT New Year's Evil. But before I get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show, formerly you known as NXT 2.0. Oh, but also, I'm going to roll from pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup that we complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, uh, the Michaels aren't back yet from their uh, festive break, so it's just going to be me uh, talking about NXT. Um, and I think with these sorts of things, especially when it's just you on your own, you have to kind of take a step back, um, listen to the what the wider wrestling industry is saying, and then give the sort of objective take on it all, which is why NXT New Year's Evil is officially show of the year. Name me a television special that has happened in 2024 better than this show. You can't. Thank you very much. Case closed. So let's dive into this show because... I've, I've really missed NXT. Um, I said yesterday on the Raw review how I just took a bit of a break from wrestling over Christmas. I kept up with, you know, World's End and, and that sort of thing. But generally, in terms of, like, watching um, weekly television, I thought now's the time to take a step back from it all. So I really enjoyed getting back into it, watching Raw yesterday. And then this is my real passion, if I'm perfectly honest. It's NXT yeah. because it's this weird mixture of... Genuinely brilliant wrestling. People sort of dismiss it because it's the developmental brand and because they do some wacky bollocks sometimes. But I'm going to get onto it later on. Wacky wild spot in that six man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's going to stay with me, hopefully, for the entire year. I hope I still remember to mention it when we do our recap of 2024 because. It was jaw-dropping. And you have, yeah, great matches, amazing spots like that, and then all the usual nonsense that you get with NXT mixed in to breakout performances, as we saw as well on last night's show. But let's start at the beginning of the show, um, where we at least got one of the two huge title matches that were advertised. It was the NXT Women's Championship match. It was Lyra Valkyria defending her title against Blair Davenport. Uh, obviously, these two have got a great deal of history together in NXT UK. And 
their uh, past experiences seem to inform this match because these two beat the crap out of each other. Really snug stuff. I really enjoyed it. Arguably match of the night for me. As I said, it may well have been uh, on the preview yesterday. Early on, we get uh, Blair hanging Lyra in the vo- uh, in the ropes and then hitting a double stomp to the back to get a two count. Valkyria comes back into it, misses the high crossbody, but comes back with a fisherman suplex. Uh, she goes up top and then gets dragged down with an amazing super falcon arrow from Blair Davenport. But before Davenport can cover her, Valkyria wisely rolls to the outside. They uh, brawl a bit around out there, around the announce desk. Uh, Davenport sort of propped her up against the uh, announced the against the table, went for a huge knee. Valkyrie moved and just was this hole created by Blair's knee, and that meant she was selling her knee for the rest of the match, basically. Davenport, when they go back inside, goes for a suplex, but the knee gives out, goes for a double stomp uh, after the one she did earlier, but this time Valkyria moves. Davenport again lands on the mat, sort of tweaks her knee. Valkyria boots her in the face, hits her with that Samoan driver finish. One, two, three. Lyra Valkyria retain the NXT Women's Championship. And you know me on this sort of thing. I, I'm i really averse to saying, I told you so. But on yesterday's preview, if you listen to the podcast, What Culture Wrestling Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, I literally called this exact thing happening. I said, I don't really know what's going on with the whole Lola Vice winning the women's breakout tournament and getting a a title opportunity. And I don't think NXT does either because they hadn't decided whether it was just, you know, uh, an opportunity at a title match further down the road or effectively NXT's money in the bank. And they've decided it's the latter, which I love, because immediately after this match, Lola Vice sprints down to the ring to attempt to cash in and get her women's title match then and there, obviously with Valkyrie having been gone through it with Blair Davenport. But... Before anything can happen, here comes Dennis the... Sorry, here comes Tatum Paxley dressed like Dennis the Menace. And me and uh, Nicholas have looked this up. US uh, listeners will have to Google Dennis the Menace because, well, ours is better than yours, to be perfectly honest. And... (laughs) That's exactly what Tatum Paxley was dressed like. She's doing this creepy uh, obsession thing with Valkyrie. It was revisited later on in the show. She attacked Vice. Electra Lopez comes down. Big brawl. Um, uh, Officials uh, pull him apart so the cashing doesn't happen. Not only did I say there might be a cashing, I also called Tatum Paxley's involvement in all this. Um, But the right decision, in in my opinion, was made. Obviously, Valkyrie going over Davenport, and Davenport's going off in a different direction with Nikita Lyons, as we saw later on on this show. And, yeah, the weirdness, the weirdness with Tatum Baxley and Lyra Valkyria looks set to continue. Now, during this match, there was a little crawler at the bottom of the show. That's not a new character. I mean, the the the, the text thing at the bottom of the screen uh, that said there was some breaking news. And unfortunately, what the crawler? Looks like Adam. Oh, the, he'd be like, he'd be, oh, he'd be a worm. And just like, crawl across the, crawl across the screen. <laughs> You know, have you seen that clip of someone like in a in a festival doing a worm across like the mu- like muddiest Glastonbury ever? Yeah. That's what the crawler would be. <laughs> it would be so they like arse in the air and then down again, and then arse in the air and then down again. That's NXT's new character, the crawler. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, no NXT men's championship match tonight. Ilya Dragunov wanted to fight, of course he did, um, but he was not medically cleared to compete. That was a bit annoying, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, but what we got later was not an adequate replacement, but enjoyable nonetheless. We'll, we'll circle back to that a little bit later, because then we got that awesome six-man um, 
with I think I mean I called that this as well, but I think everyone could have called the fact that Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro needed a partner with Dragon Lee with those visa issues, which I hope were going to be cleared up very, very soon. And so Carlito appeared to help them against the no quarter catch crew, Drew Gulak, Damon Kemp, and Miles Bourne. And uh, I mean, apologies to the rest of this match, but I just want to talk about that insane dive. So you know, back and forth early on. Carlito's being safe for the hot tag. And then um, the heels use a distraction to get a cheap shot in, lay the boots in. Everyone comes in. The no quarter catch crew gets sent to the outside. And Joaquin Wild looks like he's going to do a big... I thought, because he, he was jumping from inside the ring, I thought he was going to grab the top rope and just do one of those spinny things over the top of it, basically, whilst Carlito and, and Cruz del Toro just watch on. That did not happen. What happened was he jumped from the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring, and everyone went, uh. And then he positioned himself on the middle rope and got the got the crowd's attention. Everyone's like, okay, yeah, go on, do your, do your dive. And he goes, L-W-O. And Carly O and Del Toro, at this point, springboard, like, fire the second rope as he's jumping off it. It's the most, you have to see it. It is the most preposterous dive. He almost, genuinely almost hits the ceiling, it feels like, watching it back. I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. it was incredible. I'll share it on my social, at Adam Wilborn, if you want to see this clip, because it was jaw-dropping. We got a, 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 a Vic Joseph very much in the... Oh, moment! Teachable moment! ...mindset off the back of it. Booker T was speechless, and not in A, just not listening to Vic Joseph, as he did at some point to this show uh, spot. So... Then off the back of that, the LWO get isolated. Um, we get a Carlito hot tag. Obviously, comes in, cleans house. The finish saw Wilde take out Gulak and Bourne with a big corkscrew sent on off the top to the floor, which is great. It's just like once you've done that, everyone else just seems a bit lesser in comparison. Kemp went for an O'Connor roll on Carlito, but there'd been a blind tag to Del Toro. So Kemp got hit with a backstabber from Carlito. Del Toro hit the Phoenix Splash. One, two, three. Afterwards, Gulak's bollocking the rest of the no-quarter catch crew on the outside. Carlito rolls out there and spits some apple in his face for good measure. Um, then Kelly's backstage with Trick and Mellow. Trick obviously gutted that he has not got the title match this evening, but he's He's a good guy. He wishes Ilya the best and says, look, when you're ready, when you're healthy, let's have the match. Uh, Mello, all a bit suspicious of this, saying, well, yeah, I reckon he did have beaten him tonight, but, you know, it's very convenient that he's not being medically cleared for all this. In comes Grayson Bloody Waller, who says, uh, um, I don't think it was uh, fortunate because um, there's no way you'd have won that. And Trick's like, well, I won the Iron Survivor match. And Grayson's like, well, I won the Iron Survivor match last, well, not last year, two years ago. Um, and then he mocks Mello now because obviously Mello appears more of a sidekick to Trick rather than the way they used to be. And Mello says, well, well Trick will fight you and he'll put his number one contendership on the line. And Trick's like, what? But... Um, Trick shocked but accepts uh, the conditions, as of course does Grayson Waller, to set up our main event of the evening, which was billed as a Battle of the Iron Survivors. If you're going to take away a title match from me, give me a match with a stupid name. Oh, that would be, of course, the Battle of the Iron Survivors. Continuing where we left off in 2023, I <laughs> Um, oh, but, of course, also last night was the uh, final of the men's breakout tournament. 
Um, Luca Crucifino not going all the way as I had predicted. And he went out in the first round. <laughs> Riley Osborne, though, from Chase U, was there. Uh, he's facing Obafemi. Obafemi got a nice vignette a little bit later on, talking about his background. Uh, Riley Osborne, meanwhile, was writing an essay about what it would mean to become the next European star, referencing William Regal and Fit Finlay. wonder why they picked those two. Um, but yes, he was uh, hyping himself up ahead of the tournament final that would come later on. Um, then two of my favourites took on each other. And another match, I this is a bit worrying, this, right? Because Andy and I were talking about this in the office earlier on today, and uh, Andy's, let's just say, less of a fan of NXT as I am. And he sort of said, why, why do you like this show compared to the others? And I think I settled on the fact that, A, it's just so much fun, week in and week out, and also comparing it to where NXT used to be in the dark days. It's also possibly because my brain works in the same way as NXT. Because I said yesterday, Perez should beat Ariana Grace, obviously. Ariana Grace is sort of Teflon to defeats because of this beauty queen gimmick. But also, they're doing this story with Roxanne Perez that she's kind of losing it a little bit. So I said, I didn't want her to get DQ'd for kicking too much ass. But... Well, we'll get into it because it was a relatively brief match. Perez, obviously, uh, the the highest skilled um, person in this match. So she dominated. The only time Ariana Grace basically got some offense in was when she was cutting corners, using heel tactics, raking the eyes, etc. She made a bit of a comeback and then um, Perez nailed her with uh, Pop Rocks for the one, two, three. And you thought, there you go. That was a fine little match. On to the next one. But no. After the match, Ariana Grace yells at Roxanne Perez, saying that she's got issues and she needs help. And then Perez snaps. She jumps Grace. She beats her up. The referee's trying to stop all this from happening. She puts her in a cross face. She puts on a sinister smile as she uh, has to be dragged away, basically. And the referee decides, you know what? Because you didn't listen to me, because you kept beating her up after the bell, I'm reversing the decision. Ariana Grace gets the victory over Roxanne Perez. You sense this is not over. And I think they teased some point over Christmas, because obviously I went back and recapped NXT. I'm not going to miss out on that. Um, they, they alluded to anger management. And I'd keep these two together for it, because I don't want to do the whole, oh, God, you can't be contained, Roxanne Perez. You need a bit of levity, a bit of lightness to it all, and Ariana Grace trying to preach the the morals of being a beauty queen to Roxanne Perez, who's just a mint wrestler who should be on the main roster already. I think that could work really well. So as much as it was ridiculous and convoluted, kind of comes with the territory in NXT, I will allow it. Then Ava, she hasn't got a surname, she's the rock star, walks out of uh, HBK's office and, uh, well, clarifies... It was a tough decision to cancel the NXT Championship match with Ilya. Um, but because of his health, he had to be looked after. And um, Ava says, yeah, the reason why I've been helping out Shawn Michaels is because when Paul Heyman, remember when he came to NXT and he went bloodline on his phone, he said, look, you know, NXT needs some help. You should be there to give it. And she announces that the Men's Dusty Cup will start next week. I already can't wait for that, especially because of a team that we got teased very soon, in fact. Uh, we get a vignette from uh, Tiffany Stratton um, ahead of her match with Fallon Henley. The ra- ranch. You hear, do you know what the stipulation was for this? 
Nicholas. Tiffin, Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. Yeah. It was a ranch hand or servant stipulation match. The loser would have to become that. Um, yes, and she says, we get a big montage of their feud, basically. Uh, oh, actually, before that match, Nikita Lyons sneaks up behind Blair Davenport and smacks a cabinet to say, oh, I could have just taken your head off there. Blair says, you haven't got the killer instinct. Nikita says, ah, I won't sneak attack you. I'll do it right in front of your face. And they start yelling at each other, and they have to have people come in and separate them. Um, but let's move on to the servant or ranch hand match. I just love these two's chemistry. I am very happy that they're going to keep working together, not only in terms of, you know, from the moment they started butting heads and Fallon Henley cosplayed as Tiffany Stratton just brilliantly, they just their styles really work well together. Um, Fallon, no messing about. Obviously, she despises Tiffany Stratton, everything she stands for. She runs down to the ring, throws the towel in Tiffany Stratton's face, and brawl breaks out. Uh, they go to the outside. Um, Henley just keep beating on her, but then gets sent shoulder first into the post. That takes us to a break. When we come back, there's a double clothesline. They're both down. Um, Henley hits a crucifix bomb. For two, but then um, Tiffany Stratton comes back and Henley has to get out of the way before um, Stratton can execute the prettiest moonsault ever. They go out to the floor. Tiffany Stratton grabs a chair. Right, that's not allowed. Full view of the referee, this, by the way. She's just, she desperately wants to kick Fallon Henley's ass so much she's willing to get DQ, despite the stipulation. But the referee takes the chair away and the, the Push and pull between the ref and Tiffany uh, has allowed Fallon to recover, and she just nails her with that shiniest wizard. One, two, three. The result I was hoping for, Tiffany Stratton, we're going to get this in maybe next week, it may be in the coming weeks, has to be a ranch hand for Fallon Henley. Oh, my God. This is going to be... If you like this sort of thing, and you're here, so it's going to be unbelievable. I'm so excited to preview this with the Dadleys next week and pitch some of the stuff. Like, you've got the obvious stuff. She's going to be shoveling poo. But I'm... Uh, I just love this show, man. I just love it. I've t I text Hamlet to say, did you hear what the match is tonight in NXT? But I don't know. I sincerely doubt Sid will have uh, kept up to date on all this. And it's also one of those shows that you forget the moment we walk out of here on a Wednesday. So I might try and keep it quiet, but it might come out because I'm just so excited for it. Speaking of things I'm very excited for, by the way, I mentioned the Dusty Cup. And as always with this, it's like, I know we've got established tag teams, but what if we put them and them together? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This one is going to work. Adam Nicholas, have you heard about the new tag team that has formed... Well, the two new tag teams that have formed for the Dusty Cup. I have not heard of them. Yes, it's not been. <laughs> well, I'll give you. I'll I'll do the do it the wrong way round. So later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, where is where's my? Uh... He's not there. Well, there's a lot, but. You take one, when I'm cleaning windows, and you combine them with a, yeah! and you've got one of your teams. It's Nathan Fraser and Axiom teaming up, um, which will just be sensational. But despite how much I love those two, 
they're not my favourite team in, in this Dusty Cup. My favourite team is the new alliance of Bran Breaker and Baron Corbin. Shawn Michaels, Booker of the Year, two years in a row already. Because Corbin has been watching Bron from afar after they brawled, of course. And uh, he goes up to Bron. Bron's like, what the bloody hell do you want? And Corbin's like, you hear what Ava said? Dusty Cup, that sort of thing. Why don't we become a team? And Bron's like, I'm be a team with you. You must be desperate. Corbin says, if your brain was a quarter of the size of your ego, then you'd think about this because no one wants to team with you because you're a smug, arrogant asshole. And this is why the writing is the best in NXT. Bron says, if I'm such an asshole... Why do you want to tag with me, then? Barrett Corbin says, can I have an asshole, too? Yeah. <laughs> They're both assholes. And Corbin says, just picture the scene. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd run through everyone. Bron's like, yeah, yeah, me just, just, <laughs> me just killing dudes and baldy behind me. <laughs> Corbin says, Corbin says, you're not going to be doing that. I'll be kicking everyone's ass, and you'll be putting on your tenth coat of tanner. Amazing. What? The spear. Yes. I don't know. Was it? Oh, well, I like that even more now. <laughs> you got to spear in your gong. Not you, Edge. That's rubbish. Um, <laughs> fade to black. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So we get the uh, the promo following this for uh, Obafemi ahead of the uh, breakout tournament final. And there's a new gimmick uh, sweeping through NXT. You remember how the... Um, the car park used to be the most dangerous place in NXT. It, it's still very dangerous, as actually actually exemplified a little bit later on. But in the women's division, you're finding the car park now. Where fights start, 
and I know this has happened in various other places quite a lot, is the locker room. And you think, well, yeah, of course. But <laughs> this is maybe not a second week in a row, but two out of the last three weeks, Cora Jane got, has got into a fight with someone because of a locker, right? Because, yeah, because two, again, my brain's soup because of Christmas. Either last week or the week before, Cora Jane's like, I'm back. Obviously, she returned. I'm back and I'm taking my space in the locker room. And I think, I think it was Carmen Petrovic. So they had the, you know, they had the, the little, everyone gets their little area. It's got a little coat hanger or whatever and gimmicks and stuff. Everyone's got their name above where it is, like a, you know, a usual changing room. Yeah, like, 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 like a room. But they've all, it's all in their branding. You know, it's yeah. Fallon Henley's in a certain way. Tiffany Strands is in pink. And da, da, da. So she comes in and is like, well, I'm back. I'm Cora J. She just rips Carmen's, I think it was Carmen, Carmen Petrovich just signed down and pops hers up in, play, in the place. And then subsequently Carmen Petrovich is like, someone's done to my locker. It's not been... <laughs> yeah. And they had a fight and Cora Jade won. So this time, Cora Jade walks into the locker room. Um, her locker is still there. Her name's still up. But Gigi Dolene is sat in a seat. And uh, she says, uh, piss off out of my seat. That's my locker, basically. And Gigi's like, no. Um, maybe when you respect other people's lockers, I'll respect you. And Cora's like, ooh, you don't want to go there. Gigi says, maybe I do. There's a fight sale for next week. That'll be a good match. Gigi Dolly and Cora Jade will be great. Of course, yeah. Jesus. Um, we got the sit-down interview with Ridge Holland. This was, like, exciting in terms of seeing their new direction for, for Ridge Bloody Holland, but it was one of those things where, God, I've forgotten about the, the how unlucky that poor bloke's been. Former WCPW guy, I believe, as well. Only, like, a couple of matches for us, but he was, I was telling Andy, he was the sort of person who passed the airport test. Like, he walked past me backstage, and I was like, who the bloody hell's that guy? And like, oh, I used to play rugby. He's getting into wrestling now. Obviously, he's come into to NXT. He had that, well, they referenced it here, that horrific injury just as he was partnering up with Pat McAfee. And... um and then I completely forgot, actually, uh, day one, not the one that just gone, the pe the pay-per-view that they had at the start of, was that the start of 2023, I think? Um, or maybe two years ago, maybe 2022, yeah, so. Um, I forgot he got his face smashed in there. Someone's knee landed on his face, and he had to have his, his nose reconstructed. Obviously, they didn't reference all the Big E stuff. That's completely understandable. No blame not to Ridge Holland on that one either. Um but yeah, you know, he's had his time with the brawling brutes and then he comes into NXT again just recently and then I don't know how true this is, the Ilya Dragunov injury, but obviously he talks about that. He, yeah, previously mentions, you know, bringing his family out to America for this and then I think he said his wife was pregnant when he... I also thought he only broke his ankle. I say only. I also thought he only... Did his ankle in? Not he did his his knee in as well. And there was like an awful shot of him with like pots on both legs. And then he's talking about his wife being pregnant, and they're being you know they're out in America because of him, and just feeling so guilty about all this, and you know trying to feed his family, try to pay the bills. Then yeah, he comes back, brawling brutes, gets his face smashed in, has to have reconstructive surgery, has to pick himself back up again. Then yeah, he comes into NXT and the injury to Ilya. He says, look. 
Um, I respect it. Oh, yeah, I meant everything I said. Um, there was no malicious intent. He's not a monster who's trying to hurt people and take away careers. He knows what that, that's like. He doesn't have it in him to do that to someone else. But the point stands, he's in NXT for a reason, to prove to everyone who he is. He'll go through the roster man by man to prove himself and find redemption and show the NXT universe who Ridge Holland really is. I thought this was good in terms of getting people to invest in the Ridge Holland character. I really like him. Seems like a good bloke. Um, and I do hope that he gets a decent run of it now in NXT. And, yeah, it's just so unlucky. Um, right. <laughs> next up, well, we the next up was the NXT Men's Breakout Tournament Final. But prior to that... Riley Osborne of J.U. is walking backstage. Thea Hale is walking behind him with J.C. Jane going, do I go and say something? And J.C. just shoves Thea Hale towards him. She says, good luck out there. I'm rooting for you. He says, thanks. He, he high-fives her and walks off. And she just stares at her hands and goes, oh, my God, did you see that? He high-fived me. I'm never washing my hand again. And JC Jane says, I wouldn't go that far. Um, more on this later. Because it was time for Riley Osborne versus Obafemi. And these preceding things got me a little bit worried. Because I I said, as much as I love Riley Osborne, Obafemi has to win it. From the moment we saw him in this breakout song, from the moment actually you saw him in NXT a few months back, you could just tell this guy's got something about him. He's just a, an absolute beast. Um, and he dominated early on because look at the size of him. Um, but... Osborne came back into it. He uh, dodged a charge. Femi post himself. Um, and Riley Osborne saw his opportunity. Chase Hughes behind him. He uh, goes uh, up and over the ropes after being sent into them. Tries for a sunset flip but over Femi moves. But he gets a head scissors into a corkscrew moonsault to get a two count. Goes up top for the shooting star press. And you think if he hits this, maybe they'll do like a shock underdog victory thing. But as he goes to the shooting star press, over Femi gets his knees up. Snake eyes to uh, Riley Osborne, and then he suplexes his ass halfway across the ring. It looked awesome. Uh, hit him with a huge power bomb. One, two, three. Oberfemi min wins the men's NXT breakout tournament. For well deserved, far and away the person that should have won this whole thing if it wasn't going to be Lexis King. And um, yeah, I said this before. Oberfemi actually works both ways. You want to have him versus Trick Williams if Trick beats Ilya? Great. You want to have Ilya Dragunov, the man who loves pain, against this guy? It's going to be awesome, that. Very entertaining, uh, as the man himself would say. Uh, OTM had a vignette. Of course, they've got themselves a title opportunity via uh, beating Chase U. Okay. Um, they say the family have had a good run. Once they're done, all they're going to have, though, is a nickname. Uh, they might be champs now, but they haven't got the hunger anymore. Meanwhile, OTM, they're starving. They've got gold everywhere. They've got gold in their ears and their teeth, but they haven't got it around their waist yet. Next week, they're going to do that. They're going to make Tony D and Stax know what it feels like to play their game. Uh, and then incomes separates these two massive lads. Income scripts to make sure we... Pay attention, please. And says, we beat the streets in the system. Next week, we're going to pull the punk card uh, and become your new NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, Kiana James and Izzy Dame are getting chatted to by Kelly backstage. Um, they want to know how this partnership came about. Obviously, Izzy helped Kiana win that match with Roxanne Perez. Um, Izzy said, look, I saw all the comments on social media from people saying, who am I? 
so I wanted to establish off. I made my made the right decision. I partnered up with Kiana James. Kiana says, look, Izzy's got loads of potential. You can either make friends or make money in this business, but I'm going to do both. I'm going to make money with my friend. In 2023, people learned that Kiana James was a threat. In 2024, it's going to be the same for Izzy. Like this partnership. Um, Trick and Mello arguing backstage saying, how could you do that, basically? How could you just put my title shot on the line? Uh, Mello's been doing a lot of this recently. If you missed it over the Christmas break, Mello basically said, hey, you know what we should do? We should make your match with uh, with Ilya at New Year's Evil a triple threat match. Trick was like, "What? why would I do that? He's like, oh, because we can both take out Ilya, and then, you know, one of us, I don't know, one of us could win the title. So he's done that, and Trick said no to that. And then here, he's like, why have you put my title shot on the line against Waller? And he's like, well, you're going to beat Ilya anyway, and you've got this. You can beat Grayson Waller. And he says, and I'll be out there by your side. And Trick again has to say, I don't want you out there. I'm doing this by myself. This is upset mellow, but he, he allows it at least. Um, then we see uh, Thea Hale and JC Jane walking backstage talking about how close Riley Osborne came. Thea's like, oh, do I text him? Budding romance, of course, despite the fact that Riley Osborne has announced over the festive period that he's uh, engaged to Blair Davenport. But let's not let that get in the way of a, of a story. Um, so she thinks better of texting him. She thinks maybe I'll buy him a gift card. JC Jane's like, maybe you just leave him alone for a bit, let him cool down. Uh, in comes uh, Andre Chase and Duke Bloody Hadson. And they say, ah, great effort there from Riley, but uh, on, to, on to the bigger and better things. Dusty Cup next week. Let's go. And JC Jane's like, no, no, no. I am taking over here. Not in a bad way. She's like, we need to be organized here. And you have proven, Andre Chase, Professor Chase, you cannot focus on two things at once. Your first and only focus now going forward is your debt. She said, instead, Chase, you will be in the Dusty Cup, but it'll be Duke Bloody Hudson and Riley Osborne representing them. Um, she says, look, the, the future of Chase, you hangs in the balance. Um, you're clearly not handling this well. It's written all over your face. I'm also going to help us get the money with Thea Hale's help. I'm going to dig down, help the university get up from the depths of hell and bring it back to prominence. I think she's completely forgotten she was a heel going into this or playing a very sophisticated long game. But as it's WWE, we should, of course, let it play out. Um, I like the fact that I also now have the arrival of Jinder followed by the arrival of The Rock as already a mini case study of, hey, guys, let it play out. Um, so they walk off, and then Dennis the Menace. Oh, sorry. I know you'd rather. I was rather excited to see The Rock, I've got to be honest. I was basically Samantha Irvin the moment that music hit. Uh, yeah, just not to you. <laughs> so they walk off the Chase You lot. And uh, Lara Valkyrie is like, oh, well, yeah, that was hard. And then in comes Dennis the Menace uh, <laughs> and says, oh, congratulations. Lara is a little bit terrified, of course. You're still champion. That means everything is right in the world. See ya. And runs away. And Lara's like, thanks, I guess. This, there, is, there is no way this is going to come back to, to bite uh, Lara whatsoever. Uh, then we got the spot I alluded to a little bit earlier. It was Axiom. Nerd! Chatting to Nathan Fraser. When I'm cleaning windows. Fraser's new gimmick, he's had quite a few. Well, his new gimmick is basically he, he badmouths people whilst they stood behind him. 
He did it a while back with Bron, I think it was. Yeah, because Bron killed him with that awesome spear. Uh, oh, and Brooks Jensen was looking sad in the background because obviously him and Briggs are donezo now. Um, but he says, initially he's quite good. He's like, no, no, no I'm not going to say anything about main, main event. He did it with Dragunov as well, of course, didn't he? I'm not going to say anything about anyone bad. And Axiom's like, why don't we go into the Dusty Cup together? And he's like, you know what? That's a great idea. We're going to make loads of noise and we're going to prove that all the established tag teams have failed miserably. He just know if Elite Blade has stood behind him at this point. And they said, well, kick your ass. I I honestly, I think I'm going to be on the booking committee by the end of 2024 <laughs> for NXT. Yes. What with the, the, the crawler? The high flyer, he's the crawler. <laughs> so, um, someone who's been very busy and has uh, texted me today to inform me that he is concentrating very much on the title match and so unfortunately can't join us today. Stacks! He's got, oh, he's got a lovely velvet jacket. I'm a big fan of a velvet jacket. I actually got one for Christmas. Randomly. Shoot, Vel got a velvet jacket for Christmas. He walks out in a velvet jacket. He's there with Tony and with uh, Adriana, who I realized they've never actually introduced. They've had her, like, threatening chase you. They've had her in bits for at the restaurant, but they've never actually introduced her. So about two months too late, they're like, oh, by the way. So they walk out of this door, and they get asked about the comments from OTM regarding the title match. And Tony D says, oh, first off, Mr. Chase ain't even close to being off the hook. Now, because of the losing ways, we're on the hook for a goddamn tag team title match next week, yes, ODM! Stack says, That's right, boys. I think we get. I'm so. I've been practicing over Christmas. That's right, boys. I think we're giving Mr. Chase a little too much grease. But regardless, a deal's a deal, ODM. You guys want to run your mouth? But he gets cut off by Adrian, who says, Forget OTM! I don't know why she's an old lady. Again, OTM, you can handle it next week. You gotta, you two are gonna keep flapping your gums like a fish, or you gonna introduce me? Tony says, "Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been seeing this face do business for a couple of weeks now, a couple of months actually, Tony, but still, she is the glue of the D'Angelo family. Do you know what her surname is? Huh? The glue. Do you know what her name is?" It is Adriana, but what's her surname? Adriana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's Adriana Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Adriana says, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Tony, uh, sorry, Stack says, the Riz always take care of the biz. He said that. He shoot said that. I've not made that up. The Riz always take care of the biz. She gets the job done. <laughs> yeah. Can't be for the horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or if 
That's how they get the victories. <laughs> anyway, Tony says, uh, No, you want to be a wise ass, you'll punch you in the mouth, capiche? And Riz says, Yeah, you two would know. And they go to leave. They go to leave because that's their nice work in NXT, apparently. Open the trunk of their car. Joe Gacy's laying in there. I love the new Joe Gacy character. He beat, um, what's his name? Coffee, Joe Coffee the other week. Yeah. Battle of the Joes. I'm so good we missed that. Uh, and he says, oh, sorry, guys. I've been in here for a few hours. I needed a quiet place to think. Tony's like, what happened to the guy that we had in there? And Joe says, I thought you were taking him to the bridge. So, you know, see ya. So I couldn't work out if that meant he thought, oh, I thought they were going to kill a man, so I let him go. Or they, he thought, well, I thought you were going to take him to the bridge, so whoever you had this drunk, I've killed them for you. Bye-bye. Main event time. <laughs> Battle of the Aegis. Trick Williams versus Grayson Bloody Waller. I love Grayson Waller. I thought he was sensational in NXT. I think he's made a brilliant jump to the main roster, and he he's the perfect person to come in and just... Be a bit of a stopgap because Trick Williams, early on, he's got a new T-shirt. He's whooping everyone's ass. But um, Waller gets his ass beat and then hits him with one clothesline and just says, I just whoop you, Trick. It's not, it's not that simple. I think you have to win to be able to say that. But it takes us to a break. We come back. Waller's talking more trash. He's getting nailed in the mouth every time. Tries for that rolling stunner of his. That gets cut off. Um, middle rope rock bottom from Trick Williams gets two. Uh, Waller hits him with that downwards, rolling downward spiral that he does. That gets a two count for him. Trick Williams hits a jumping neck breaker, and basically, uh, at that point, Grayson Waller is in position for Trick Williams' you know, big flying knee finisher. And this is the moment that Carmelo Hayes decides, it's time for me to come down to ringside. So he runs down to ringside, he jumps on the apron, and Trick Williams, is. It, we all know where this is heading. He's there going, what the bloody hell are you doing, Mello? I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. I've got my number one contenderships on the line. And you think, here we go. He's going to turn back around. Grayson Waller is going to uh, hit him with his finish, seal it, and get a bloody title shot, which, you know, makes the heel-face dynamic more understandable for the title, but it, not ideal for someone like Trick Williams, especially off the back of winning the Iron Survivor. But I forgot to mention... Earlier on in the show, they say that Shawn Michaels has tweeted that a former NXT champion is coming to NXT tonight. He's intrigued by the show, intrigued by the main event, intrigued by New Year's Evil. He's coming along to watch. So as Grayson Waller is rubbing his hands with glee on the outside, ready to slide in, finish off Trick Williams and steal his title shot, who should appear next to him? The referee's distracted, by the way, by Mello and Trick arguing. Who should appear next to him? But Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens appears next to Grayson Waller, shins him, throws him in the ring. Uh, Grayson Waller stands back up. Trick Williams says, one second, Mello. Turns around, flying knee to Grayson Waller. One, two, three, Trick Williams wins. He retains his number one contender status. And everyone he sent home happy. I just, I don't know whether this is going to factor into SmackDown because, of course, Kevin Owens is in the the, the big title, sh the, the playoff with uh, Santos Escobar to see who faces Logan Paul uh, at the pate for the US title. I still think Kevin Owens probably wins that one just because of the, the way that works out. But, um, yeah, 
a continuation of this mellow trick storyline that could run all the way to, to stand and deliver to WrestleMania weekend, in my opinion, if they decide not to bring up either Mellow or Trick, or both of them, arguably, to the main roster. I think they're, they're both trending in that direction. Obviously, Trick could do with a bit more time, in my opinion, but Mellow's been more than ready. He's already appeared on the main roster for them, of course. Um, but yeah, Trick Williams, making the best of a bad situation, I think it's, about, it's fair to say, because I assume... I, I, I'm not going to be... No, I'm not going to be so nice... You've got two different situations here. Either they knew Dragunov was never going to make that match from the moment he got injured in that match with Rich Holland, and they just went, let's just pretend like it's, you know, Survivor Series. Survivor Series 99? Where they just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the Austin one. They were like, yeah, 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 he's definitely going to be in it. And then on the night, they were like, bloody hell, you never guess what's happened. I have to get a big show in now. They've either done that, or they've gone, let's leave it as late as we possibly can. Or just let's see how he is on the day. And unfortunately, Dragunov is not able to compete. Regardless. I think I am. I think I am. <laughs> that's how, that's, that appears to what we have ended up at. But um, yeah, look, love New Year's Evil. Um, and a, a great, a bit like day one, a great springboard for... Uh, WWE or NXT, I should say, in, in particular, to see where we're heading uh, this year. And just a nice confirmation we're getting more of the bollocks that we've all got used to over the years with NXT. Very excited to see where we go next from here. And just once more, if you haven't seen it, oh my God. watch Joaquin Wilde's insane dive. He literally, I'm going to tweet this, he became the physical embodiment of Yeet. That is what he did in that. It's like, he does the, he, the we sh I showed you the thing. He's doing the lowest from family guy. <laughs> down the stairs spot, basically. That's what it is. It was so good. Really enjoyed it. I tell you, I'll, I'll close, I'll do the wrap up. And then for, for YouTube viewers, I'll do the spot. Okay. Can we have what? What can I? What's the framing like with this camera here? How how tight in is that? I can so I so I've got to clear here, haven't I, to get out of? I'm gonna jump off. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, okay. Anyway, let us know your thoughts on New Year's Eve view on X at What Culture WWE. Uh, watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Adam Nicholas at It's Adam Nicholas. You can follow me at. Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at What Culture WWE. Uh, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. I'll be back later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. And don't worry, it's not going to be like this for much longer. The Dally Boys will be rejoining me in the coming days. They're just enjoying some well earned time off. But for now, this has been the NXT New Year's Evil review. My thanks to Adam Nicholas for joining and putting up with me for the last 45 minutes. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.